Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake-Up Show, a weekly podcast where growth-minded, creative people come to learn best practices from both spirituality and psychology that create lasting well-being. I am your host, mental wellness expert, improvised acting teacher, therapist, and coach, Dawn McMillan. Let's get to it. Thank you so much for being here, you gorgeous, beautiful human you. I come to you this morning sitting in a comfy chair, and I just want to recommend to you, give yourself creature comforts. I know we can tough it out, and sometimes it's helpful to, and there are enough battles in life. Get yourself a comfy chair. I also come to you after spending some time in Flagstaff, Arizona, and if you don't know much about the state of Arizona, Flagstaff is in the region near Sedona, Arizona, which a lot of people have heard of because people often have spiritual retreats there, and it's also, you know, round about the Grand Canyon, which I think even more people have heard of, but what's really lovely about Flagstaff is it's in the mountains, so it is a delicious, delightful, wonderful place to be in the summer. It's cool and sunny and gorgeous. So that's my travel log and my invitation for the state of Arizona to come be a tourist and go to Flagstaff. And with that, I'd like to move into our topic for today. For today, I want to talk about Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian spiritual practice that is pretty widely known in spiritual circles. And I want to tell you why I don't use it. But before we get into that, let me thank you once again for sharing episodes. That really means a lot to me that you get enough value that you want to share it with another person and for hopping on to Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever you're listening wherever you listening, bad, bad grammar, whatever you be listening to like and subscribe. And those five-star reviews mean the world helps us spread the word, build our community of people who are actively striving to be better humans and help make the world a better place. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who reached out to me on social media in the last couple of months, my sincerest and humblest of apologies. I have been taking a little bit of a break, and thank you for acknowledging that. And I just want to send you love and appreciation for taking time out of your life, not only to listen to the podcast, but to tell me that you listen to the podcast. So I'm slowly working my way back into social media I want to make sure that I do it in a way that allows me to stay connected to you and allows me to stay connected to my spirit and my values so I don't get into that um, negative cycle that social media can sometimes inspire. Inspire is kind of the wrong word for it, but you understand. And with that, let's talk about Ho'oponopono. So Ho'oponopono is a traditional Hawaiian practice of reconciliation and forgiveness. The Hawaiian word translate into English. Wow. English is my first language. Not that you can tell today. The Hawaiian word translates into English simply as correction. I'm getting this off the interwebs, a little hodgepodge from a few different sites. 
This practice involves learning to heal all things by accepting total responsibility for everything that surrounds us. The prayer is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And there's an oft-repeated story about Ho'oponopono and the way, to my understanding, it became popularized in the West, was that there was a psychiatrist who was working in a mental institution. And it seemed like these were the sickest people who were not making progress and had no chance of recovery. And by instituting this practice of Ho'oponopono with the, with the patients in the institution, was able to make miraculous changes in them. And that's how I understand that this practice became more widely known outside of the Hawaiian spiritual tradition. And as I was researching this episode to speak about my discomfort with using it, I found so many beautiful websites and practitioners explaining how they use the practice, how it's brought healing to themselves and others in this beautiful holistic picture of the way that Ho'oponopono has made transformation and and um, really up-leveled their own spirituality and helped heal their relationships. So that is all beautiful and that is well and good. And if you are a Ho'oponopono practitioner and you use it and it works for you, I want to applaud you I want to support you and I want you to please accept and hear what I am going to say, not from a place of judgment toward you or toward anyone else, but from a place of wanting to be in alignment with what feels genuine to be in my own genuosity, to be in alignment with my own spiritual values and to offer up a practice for others who may also not feel in alignment with Ho'oponopono, but understand that the principles behind it might be useful. So one of the first cracks in my willingness to embrace Ho'oponopono came from how it was being used by people in my personal life, or more accurately, against people in my personal life. And to give you an example, a friend of mine received um, a letter from someone in the formula of Ho'oponopono, but it was actually just an endless attack. It was along the lines of, I love you, even though you're an unenlightened jerk, and I forgive you for never doing the right thing. I mean, it was just a complete attack, 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 attack bastardizing and corrupting the original intention of this, this spiritual practice. And a lot of people are taught this prayer as magic words. Just say, I love you, I forgive you, I bless you, I release you. Nope, those are mine. Sorry, wrong, wrong ones. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. That if you just go, I'm sorry, I please forgive me. Thank you, I love you then that's it. That's all you have to do is just say those magic words and everything transcends. And I do believe that intention is super meaningful, that having an intention to let go of your animosity towards someone else, to take responsibility for your part in the miscommunication or the struggles is important. And so 
if your intention is, I want to heal this rift that I know I have participated in with someone else, even though it may look like I'm the victim here. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I believe that your sincere embrace of those, those words and the meanings behind them can be transformational. But as I just mentioned, the, you can weaponize them like absolutely anything that you can weaponize them. And so I think it's always important when getting a shortcut from a spiritual tradition other than your own, that you investigate deeply what is meant by it, how it came to be, how it is taught, how it is used. I believe that that is important to honor the spiritual tradition tradition, and to make sure you're not misusing the aspects of that spiritual tradition. The other piece of it, other than it being weaponized or oversimplified, which both of which to me are a form of abuse, is I'm sorry. I am sorry. In metaphysics, we and personal development and any practice that uses affirmation, we say that the words I am are extremely powerful and that what you put after the words I am is meaningful. And for me, saying I am sorry can be a little problematic. So let me say more. Do I say I am sorry? Yes, I do. Because it's the socially acceptable way to express sorrow for another person. So if something terrible happens to someone, I might say, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Because in that instance, I'm using a set the language that that other person can receive. And if I say something wonky, like, you know, I don't even know, um, I'm sorrowful that this occurred to you. Me saying it in that way may just detract from the sincereness of me wanting to say to that person to, that I have compassion and sympathy and or sympathy for what they're going through. But here's my problem with the word sorry. It's used as uh, an insult, right? He's a sorry so-and-so. And I realize that that might be a specific uh, Southern thing or a Black American thing. But let's look at the definition of sorry. So the first two, the first one is feeling distress through sympathy with someone else's misfortune. I was sorry to hear about what happened to your family. That's how we use it most often. Or feeling regret or penitence. I'm sorry I hurt you, right? Regret and apology. But number three, in a poor or pitiful state or condition, he looks a sorry sight with his broken jaw. Similar, pitiful, pitiful, pitiable, heartrending, pitiful, 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 poor or pitiful. I do not wish to say I am poor or I am pitiful. And because sorry has been used deeply in my history with 
ooh, that's a sorry so-and-so, or what a sorry sight you are, or take your sorry behind out of here and blah, 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 blah. It's kind of loaded. It's sorry is a loaded word for me. So in an act of prayer, especially one that doesn't actually involve another person, right? When you're doing ho'oponopono, you're doing it by yourself as a prayer. I don't want to invoke that other meaning. I don't want to say, I am sorry. I don't want to be pitiful. I don't want to in-joke, in-joke, invoke being pitiful. So I don't like to use that phrase. When I used to do ho'oponopono, the first thing I changed that to was I apologize. I apologize because I don't want to invoke it. So we've got, it's being weaponized. It's being oversimplified, oversimplified. And then there's one part of it that just invokes this other meaning. Now I imagine in the original Hawaiian, it's not a problem. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know the original Hawaiian for this set of prayers. But for me, that, that muddies, it muddies the water. And the last piece of it for me is a little bit of cultural appropriation. So Ho'oponopono is part of a larger spiritual tradition. It's just one piece of a larger spiritual tradition. And taking the one piece out of it, to me, it's just itchy. It's just itchy. It's kind of like teaching someone the Lord's Prayer and saying that's all you need from Christianity or taking Buddhism and say, just chant this, this phrase and that's all you need to know about Buddhism. Or, you know, saying, just say, assalamu alaikum and you're, you're practicing Muslim. It, it just feels itchy is the word I'm going to use for it. I'm not going to say wrong. I think there's a huge conversation to be had about cultural, cultural appropriation versus, versus cultural homage versus sharing from all cultures for the betterment of all people. There's a conversation we can have about that. For me, myself, in this moment, taking this one piece out of Hawaiian culture, which I know very little about, doesn't sit well with me. And again, if you have embraced this practice in a way that feels in alignment with you, I honor you. I honor you. Doesn't feel good in my system. I feel disingenuine when I use it. And in part, it has to do with, <laughs> oh, here we get a little political, that although Hawaii being a state is codified into American law as of 1959, it is not contested that Hawaii is now a state as of 1959, the circumstances leading up to that could be called an illegal coup involving a sovereign nation. There is a Hawaii independence movement saying that, yeah, Hawaii is a state, but maybe it never should have been because it was a sovereign nation that got colonized. Um, so do with that what you will. But my own sensitivity around cultural appropriation and the question of colonializing a sovereign nation just sort of adds to my personal, like, um, is there another way to learn the lesson from this beautiful spiritual tradition 
and make it my own without co-opting the spiritual tradition in a way that may be disrespectful. Fine print again. I'm not judging you. I'm not even telling you what to do. I'm telling you what I believe and what I think. So I took this beautiful tradition and I, as I accidentally previewed, <laughs> created another way of of having a forgiveness and reconciliation practice that feels in alignment with myself, my spiritual practices, and my culture. It is thus. I love you. I forgive you. I bless you. And I release you. I love you. I forgive you. I bless you. And I release you. So that feels good to me. Those words for me have only the one, well, love is a complicated word, but for the most part, there's no itchy, scratchy, other meaning that gets evoked when I use those words. So let me dig into this a little bit more because what you're noticing is Ho'oponopono is about taking responsibility. I'm sorry, please forgive me are the first two parts of the phrase, where mine are I towards you. And the reason why I do this is because so often any situation that goes awry interpersonally, we often feel that the other person is wrong in some way. The other person is wrong in some way. For example, I may feel like... Um, you know, my coworker is a bully. And so I gossip about them. I feel like they were wrong. They started it. So before I take responsibility for my part in it, I want to acknowledge that there's a part of me that believes that they have some responsibility too. I love you. I forgive you. I bless you. And I release you. And this also works in those situations where someone else has deeply and profoundly harmed you. This is not about playing the victim. This is acknowledging those places in which we have been victimized. And we are choosing to let go of the past, to let go of holding on to that wound, to let go of holding ill will against that person, because holding on to that is poisoning us. Holding on to the anger, the resentment, and the fury, no matter how justified it may be based on what happened, continues to poison us and ruin our lives. And at a certain point, we want, we may choose to let it go so that we can be free. I love you. I forgive you. I bless you. And I release you. So in practice, what this looks like is, I love you. Often, the best I can do is the divine in me loves the divine in you. Like I just can't bring my mouth to shape those words, I love you, to some people. So I do the best I can. The divine in me loves the divine in you. I love you. And then, to make this practice whole, I love me, I love you, 
I love me, the divine in me recognizes itself in me. And this is important because again, we want to take responsibility for the things that have happened to us, even if we aren't in fact responsible, because by taking responsibility, we free ourselves to make change. We're not talking about capital T truth. You know, is it true that I'm responsible for this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it can be known. A lot of spiritual traditions believe so. I'm just saying that if you take on responsibility for everything that happens to you, you find freedom and you're able to make a path forward. So in practice, I love you. I love me. I forgive you. I recognize that a part of you was just doing the best it could under the circumstances. I forgive myself for my participation in being reactive, for holding such ill will against you for so long. I bless you. I send you well wishes that you transcend the parts of you that were so capable of doing such wrong. I bless myself. I give myself well wishes for the future, even though these terrible things have happened in the past. I release you. I release you to your karma, to your grace, to whatever life brings you. I release myself from all of the anger and the resentment and the helplessness and the hopelessness, the fear, the panic, anything and everything to do with this, with you. I release myself. And you can end there. Whatever feels good to to mark the ending, uh, my spiritual tradition says, and so it is. So I let it be. You can just say, it is finished. It is done. Whatever works for you. I love you. I love myself. I forgive you. I forgive myself. I bless you. I bless myself. I release you. I release myself. And this practice brings me such peace. And it is me taking responsibility. It's taking responsibility for what I can control. Like I can't control anything about what's going on in that other person, but I can bless them and I can forgive them and I can release them and I can bless me and I can forgive me and I can release me and I can surround the whole thing in love because that happens inside my own mind, body, spirit. That I can do. That I can do. So I offer you this practice. Whether you know what Ho'oponopono is, whether that works for you or not, whether you have a spiritual practice or not, I submit for your approval that blessing, releasing, and forgiving the past can bring you so much peace in the present. And peace in the present sets you up for peace and joy in the future. I love you, I forgive you, I bless you, I release you.
and or I love you. I love myself. I forgive you. I forgive myself. I bless you. I bless myself. I release you. I release myself. And I got to tell you, I'm just saying these words and I'm not even thinking of anything in specific. And I think you may have heard me sigh. My whole body relaxed. My shoulders dropped. The tension in my forehead released. This practice is powerful and I offer it to you to use willy-nilly on everything, even objects. Your car won't start. I bless you. I love you. (laughs) I forgive you. I bless you. I release you. It's so freeing. It's silly and fun and enjoyable and so peaceful. And with that, I would really love to hear how it's working for you. And please love me, forgive me, bless me, and release me if it takes me a minute to get back to you as I re-engage with social media. Yeah, reach out to me. I am the Dawn McMillan on most of the socials. T-H-E-D-A-W-N-M-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. And with that, I know this one went a little long. I hope you will forgive me for that. Can I please remind you what an amazing being you are? Look at all the things you've lived through. Look at all the cool things you've done. You're like, wait, I haven't done anything cool. Yeah, you have. (laughs) Yes, you have. You are amazing. You are whole. You are perfect and you are complete exactly as you are. And you are free to grow and to change. And whether you do or not, you are worthy. You are deserving. You are allowed to. You have permission to have, be, do, and have all the most glorious, amazing, and wonderful things. Until next time. Thanks for listening.